Warning, this show has been known to cause certain side effects in listeners and participants alike. Symptoms include a positive outlook on life, wanting to try new things, and a renewed faith in humanity. Enjoy at your own risk. Hey there, and welcome to the I Like to Like Things podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and thanks for joining me. I don't think I have to tell you that the world can be a dark and scary place for us all, and I'm here to help you get through the miasma of that negativity one episode at a time. And to accomplish this, I have a guest tell me about their favorite thing, and we get to share in their enthusiasm. But the catch is, I'm not already a fan of their thing. However, I realized that it's easy to like something as long as I had an excited person explaining why their thing was great. And so this podcast and all its potential positive feelings is born from that. Now for today's episode, we have the one and only Connor J. Burke from the No Highway Option podcast. Connor, how's it going? Hey, it's going great, Chris. Thanks for having me on. We literally talked yesterday, and when you told me your thing, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's... That's the most unique thing that we'll ever have on this show. I could not pass it up. I was so excited. But uh, can you tell uh, the listeners a little bit about your show? About No Highway Option? Sure. So it's a podcast about movies where we review a movie and using a specific set of criteria, we answer the one question that applies to every film ever made, which is, is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 masterpiece, The Pacifier? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so funny okay so name can, can you name me one movie that's not as good and one movie that's better okay like just like right off the top of your head what's what's the most recent so with my co-host and i we go back and forth with we each have our own ratings of it i'm a little more lenient with saying something's better and he's a lot more strict he likes the fire a lot more but um for me better uh baby driver was absolutely on the better side and worse there's <laughs> yeah, there's i would agree yeah i would agree yes there's actually been a lot of worse ones like even if they're kind of close like angels in the outfield was very close but not quite there I'm trying to think what was one that was absolutely a lot worse oh kangaroo jack kangaroo jack's probably one of the worst oh, movies we've okay. covered on the thing <laughs> like kangaroo jack i remember if if i remember correctly like it was it was like advertised as like a talking kangaroo movie. Yeah. That's what I remember. And it and it's one segment, right? Isn't there just one segment where they run out of water and so they start hallucinating? It's advertised as like funny family talking kangaroo movie. And when you get there, it's a weird mafia comedy that's not what? appropriate for kids at all, even though it is PG. And yeah, the... Oh, that's so weird. The one guy gets knocked out and he has the dream sequence of the kangaroo talking. And then at the very end, they just throw in a couple more scenes of the talking kangaroo doing like the Looney Tunes, that's all folks. Because it's like, well, this is what they came to see. We should give them something. I feel it's similar to like when people went to see Drop Dead Fred. Do you remember Drop Dead Fred? Oh, yes. I, yeah, my aunt showed me that (laughs) once and... And so you're, you're ready for this like funny... This funny, you know, friend that's invisible that that or your yeah your imaginary friend that's that's there to help you, and it turns into this huge emotional movie about like like child it's it, child abuse it's it's a yeah it's like an emotion 
an emotional like tour of traumas yeah. and stuff. It's brutal. But also his head becomes like a pancake. <laughs> it's the tone of that is just such a mess. It's so weird. That's so funny. So Kangaroo Jack. So Baby Driver is better than the Pacifier. I am trying to remember if I've seen the Pacifier. So um, so why is it called the No Highway Option then? Why is it called that? Why is that the name of the show? There's more than a few times in the movie where Vin Diesel's character, Shane Wolf will be. Because the whole plot of the Pacifier is he's a Navy SEAL and he's assigned to protect this, I believe he's a senator. Okay. He's a big shot in the government. And when he dies, uh, he has to find something he was working on. So he, uh, Vin Diesel ends up becoming a nanny to that guy's kids. Oh, And he's okay. like tough navy seal with suburban kids so often he tells them that they're doing something and he said we are doing this my way no highway option oh okay and <laughs> and just what watching the movie again for the first time in ages when like we thought of the concept for it i wrote down like as many quotes as i could being like do any of these work as titles and that one was the catchiest so do you every time you watch one of the movies do you also do a rewatch of the pacifier just to keep it fresh oh <laughs> just kidding no i don't have time for I'm that just kidding. that'd be that'd be that'd be brutal uh, so it so the so the pacifier yeah. is basically like when arnold schwarzenegger did kindergarten cop like you're, you're trying to do that one that's with the kids where you do that turn is that what this is it's the very similar vein of like tough guys heart starts to melt right. because of children type thing I, but I totally... there are some there's some stuff in the pacifier that is wild <laughs> and that's why we chose that as like the movie to compare it to there's we bring it up every episode because it's part of our specific criteria there's a nazi subplot that happens for two scenes and it's how I learned what Nazis were as a 10-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Which, like, hoof. That's brutal. It's, I mean, it's spoilers, but they think the kid's a Nazi because he has an armband and he bleached his hair. And then Vin Diesel stalks him for a bit and finds out he's just in a production of The Sound of Music. He just wanted to keep it a secret. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's nuts. Oh. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe I need to watch the pacifier then. I didn't. I. I <laughs> it's worth I, it. I, I definitely, and also not watch Kangaroo Jack. Obviously, obviously not. Yeah. And no, I cannot there's... stress enough: do not watch Drop Dead Fred at all. Don't do it. It'll you, it'll wreck you. Like you won't be prepared for this movie. Society has grown past the need for Drop Dead Fred or Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> thankfully, the they were gonna remake Drop Dead Fred with Russell Brand, but thankfully they got rid of that. Yeah. I do remember that. And it's like, okay, would they have gone a wackier route or would they really steered into the trauma? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember Russell Brand. I remember that guy. He was famous for a while. It's like four years when they were like, this guy is a thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Speaking of things, um, you have a very unique thing. So, so Connor, please tell us. What is your thing? My thing is... Unbuilt theme park attractions. Specifically <laughs> the, like, Disney and Universal parks. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, I I love theme parks from the before times. Uh, the, the before times, we went to yeah, theme parks before. all the time. Loved them. Our last big outing 
was actually to Universal Studios. Okay. Where did this like obsession come in? Obsession is probably a strong word. But where did this like fascination come in uh, for you? It all started for me just when I was younger. I went to Disney World for the first time when I was four. Nice. It was like right before the millennium. And after that, would just go to the library constantly and get these big books about the history of the Disney parks and Disney out of the library. And like, wouldn't really read them, would just look at the pictures. Oh, yeah. But then half the, half the time I'd look at it and be like, that ride's, I don't know where that ride is. I don't know where that ride, like, went. No one's ever told me about this. And looking through them, found out like, oh, sometimes they make things or they think about making things and then they just go away for some reason and as i got older the internet was a treasure trove of just people sharing old art or being like hey my grandpa worked here and he told me about this thing that they were thinking about and i think it's just fascinating yeah it's i guess it kind of goes into that whole like what could have been kind of like mm-hmm. uh, that that type of fascination oh wow so i uh, see so you would mean you would have been friends I, I love just getting books <laughs> that were like way too big for me um uh, that were way oh, yeah. too big for me and then alarms could barely carry them out <laughs> just kind of just kind of <laughs> holding them but like also they had pictures and oh man what were like some of the first ones that you can start talking but now it's just going to be like hey tell me all of them because now i'm fascinated with them so right like what like what's the big one that you can think of that was like the first one you could like people would be that would blow their minds so i think uh part of the reason why i like it so much there are really two reasons is like you either see what the studio thought was going to be the big hit franchise oh, that didn't pan out, I see. or you see, or you see a way they were thinking about going with the technology for whatever reason that didn't work. Uh, one of the big ones that I always think about, and I always want to know how it would have worked, was okay. So, in Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. they were originally going to open with a land based on mythical creatures interesting called the beastly kingdom really if you look at the logo for animal kingdom currently there's still a dragon silhouette there but there's no dragons oh okay that was what they planned and like they were gonna plan for like a roller coaster through a dragon tower and like a boat ride with all the fantasia creatures but one of them was going to be apparently called Quest for the Unicorn, and it was going to be a maze where you just went through the whole thing, and at the end there would be an animatronic, which is what uh, theme park people call robots, um, <laughs> unicorn at the end. But apparently, and the details of this are kind of scarce, but they were going to have it speak to you, but they wanted to try to do it almost telepathically. Okay. So it wouldn't be full speakers like in your ears. It would be like vibrations in the floor would somehow make the words vibrate in your head. Oh my god! Is at least that the blue sky concept they had for it. Yeah, that's that's one of most interesting because that's kind of all they have about it. But just that one detail always makes me go like, but what does that mean? How does that work? <laughs> so so was all of Animal Kingdom gonna be? that mythical or would it be a section of animal kingdom was going to be that it was just going to be a section okay. um they had the land they still had the land there uh they turned it into camp mini mickey at first which was okay just a small kids area 
-hmm. and that got turned into the uh, new Pandora Avatar Land. Okay. So, Beastly Kingdom's kind of gone forever, but... (laughs) I want... Honestly, I I want it now more than anything. And I think that's what is going to be the theme throughout this, is, oh, I want that more than anything now. (laughs) My... Yeah, Yeah, there's a a lot of what could have been. My youngest daughter loves unicorns so much like uh-huh. that would have that would have been we would have just done that maze ad nauseum if we had gone to disney world with <laughs> that ah uh, that's i remember camp Minnie right. and mickey i went to i went to disney world last time i was there was 2008 okay and i remember i think camp Minnie and mickey was there but we went i also went in 2003 and i definitely remember camp Minnie and mickey um i, I also was was tw- was 20 so I didn't have a good time at Camp Minnie and Mickey. I just kind of like looked at it. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Of, it was. It was kind of just like a little spot to meet characters. Oh, right. And they. I think that's where they had the Lion King show initially. Oh yeah, the Lion King show is fantastic. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, uh, so. Oh man, I that would have been so cool though. Uh, that would have been. That would have been really cool. So okay. So what are ones that they? They they thought were gonna be like the big franchise, but then obviously weren't. What, what what's an example of that? You might remember in 1990 they teamed up with uh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, okay. Uh, Warren Beatty to make a Dick Tracy movie. Oh my gosh! As yeah. their they attempted that as their answer to the 89 Batman, and so uh, while Disney MGM Studios was about to open. They were like, hey, let's have a ride called Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers. Oh my god. Where you're driving around Chicago, you've got guns to shoot at the bad guys, and let's try to get them all out. And then Dick Tracy didn't do great at the box office, and also right as they were planning it, the unfortunate Columbine tragedy happened. So the execs were like, we cannot have people shooting guns in our park. Right. Oh, gosh. That's yeah, of course. awful. A lot of the uh, MGM Studios is either that or uh, a bunch of Roger Rabbit rides that they just never went with. Oh, yeah. Also, is Dick Tracy better or worse than the, the Pacifier? <laughs> We've we haven't done that episode on the show yet, okay. but I did watch Dick Tracy for fun recently. I think it's definitely worse, but it's so weird it's hard to really get a grasp around like you watch that and you go, What is good? <laughs> what were they going for? <laughs> the the Dick Tracy movie I remember I mean, it was so many action figures and when it came out so it was nineteen ninety, mm-hmm. right? I would have been seven. Yes. So like they, they came out with a full huge line of action figures and I had multiple of them but like watching the movie like it's not for kids it's not for kids and it's definitely not for adults it's not and they like it's not for adults either they have the grotesque head like molds on them to make them look like the comic book characters so like the one guy has a completely square face and it just it's off-putting Al Pacino is screaming in every scene (laughs) he's at full Pacino at this point but yeah, that movie is not. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I've never understood the tone of that movie and wh- who they were going for. It felt like a vanity project for sure for Warren Beatty. Oh, it absolutely was. And so, speaking of the Who Framed Roger Rabbit, because I I remember that Toontown uh, had some Roger Rabbit stuff. 
But yeah, th so they were planning on doing more Roger Rabbit rides then? So in Disneyland, yes, they still have the uh, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, I believe it's called. Yes. Uh, that's still a, that's still around, I think. But over in MGM Studios, I think they were really trying to make Roger Rabbit a, a big presence there since it opened a few years after the movie opened. So there was going to be like a Baby Herman runaway buggy ride, <laughs> a clone of Cartoon Spin, and then the one that I'm very interested in would be... So you know Star Tours? Of course. Of course. Yeah. So it would be the same system as Star Tours... But instead of, you know, space battles and everything, it would have been a Toontown trolley ride where Roger guides you through Toontown and basically everything, you know, it's Toontown. So everything's trying to attack you for some reason. That That's a brilliant idea. And it feels like they could have done that. Yeah. With E. Oh, my gosh. So now I'm just sad. Like, that's, I'm not even a big fan of Roger Rabbit, but that would have been a blast. That's a great idea. So I'm thinking, like, would you be in the cab? But the trolley, of course. Trolley's a great idea. There's so many things that you look at them and you're like, why didn't they do this? And there's all the different reasons where I think Roger Rabbit probably was a weird rights thing between Disney and Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. um, some of them some of them are purely because corporate sponsors don't like it. A lot of rides are sponsored by some corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and one in particular, so in Epcot, the World Showcase, mm -hmm. uh, the Japan Pavilion was going to have a Mount Fuji roller coaster. Ooh, that would have been cool. So they were going to build a Mount Fuji. The roller coaster was going to go up and down. It would have been similar to the Matterhorn, but on the East Coast. But apparently the Japan Pavilion, or just one of Epcot's sponsors in general, was Kodak. And they looked at the plans and went that says fuji and one of our rivals is fujifilm we <laughs> don't want right. that that's right oh my god so so <laughs> yeah an entire huge roller coaster was completely scrapped because of the name's a little similar yeah if i remember correctly like when they do that huge uh fireworks slash light show at, at night at epcot it's 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 last time i was there it was sponsored by siemens if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, now that you say it, I remember there being a ton of corporate sponsors for each one brought to you by this. I would have never noticed yep. that until you pointed out. Wow. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, Kodak sponsored so many of them, and now that they're out of business, so they just have the rides are still up, but they're not getting any refurbishments because they don't have the money for it. Yeah, I, so obviously Kodak probably did those 360. Gosh, if you, if the, listeners, if you haven't been to Disney World or Disneyland, this is going to be, this could be a little rough, <laughs> but, but that's okay. Uh, no, they had those 360 view movies. I remember those being sponsored by Circle Kodak. Vision. Yeah, yeah, Circle Vision. That's it, Circle Vision, uh, which were really fun. Uh, but I, yeah, those I think were sponsored by, by Kodak, if I remember when I went. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are some other corporate ones that, that got that got canned? Uh, that's the one corporate one I have off the top oh, of my okay. head. I think Kraft was going to... Kraft sponsored something in Epcot called uh, Kitchen Cabaret and Food Rocks, which were animatronic shows of singing food trying to teach you about nutrition. <laughs> and I believe after the second iteration of it when they tried to do it again Kraft just pulled out they were like enough of this we don't want to do this anymore 
I what are some of the ones at Universal Studios then? Because like I they they constantly are changing. Like when we went to Universal Studios, I looked at all because I remember I remember going to Universal Studios when I was like ten or twelve, and I didn't go again till recently when I was thirty-seven. So like. I barely remembered anything. It, the only thing I remember was the tram ride. So, what were some of the ones mm. that they scrapped? So, a lot of the ones that I know are from Universal Florida. That's fine. Mostly because that's, that's fine. Yeah. closer to my base. But, um, at, although some of them they were looking at doing both sides. Uh, I believe both sides after the 2000 Grinch movie was a hit. Uh, they were looking at making a roller coaster going down Mount Crumpet. Ooh. And, like, just having a Grinch theming and would have fit in Hollywood with the back lot of the Grinch set. Uh-huh. And then it would have fit in Florida with Seuss Landing and Islands of Adventure. But one that I'm constantly curious about, and I just found out about it recently because I listened to a book on Audible called... I believe it's Universal versus Disney mm-hmm. uh, stories behind Greatest Theme Park Rivalry, and that's like a history of Universal Studios and how they went from the tram tour to multiple parks around the globe. But uh, where the Men in Black ride is in Florida, they were thinking of doing a Stephen King ride. Ooh! And so the details are a little scarce, but you would just go through multiple novels and movies and see like the iconic moments i think they like confirmed the blood elevators from the shining would have been in it and stuff that's but then when you got to the end so you would have pulled up the ride would have stopped you would have seen the person in the control booth telling you to get out and then you would have seen the person in the control booth get killed by pennywise oh my gosh and a live Pennywise actor would start to go out of the control booth, and the ride isn't over. You keep going oh for a little bit longer. Oh my gosh. That's, that's brilliant. It's uh, horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Yeah. That's so scary. They, that's so good, though. Yeah, they ended up doing the trick ending uh, with another ride, which I don't know if I want to spoil it or not. But, um, I yeah, I think the trick ending is on both coasts. Okay, go ahead. We'll say, we'll say it right now. Spoiler alert for the next 10 seconds, if you guys want to plug your ears. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Revenge of the Mummy roller coaster ends with the coaster operator getting exploded by the mummy, and then you're sent down the track backwards. Oh, that's brilliant. That's so smart. Yeah. It was closed when we when we went in, in last January. Uh, okay. So we couldn't go on mm-hmm. it, and so that was a bummer. That was a big bummer. I so that book so that book that you were talking about earlier because I actually might that sounds like good reading. What, what was it called again? Um, I believe it was called Universal versus Disney. Okay. Let me double check. And like you would recommend it? it like, might have been Audible. Is, is it an enjoyable read? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll 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 check that one out. That sounds good. Yeah, Universal Disney: The Unofficial Guide to American Theme Parks' Greatest Rivalry. It is so funny too, because like there are lots of like roller coaster rides, uh, uh theme, uh theme parks but i it's it, disney and universal mm-hmm. are on a whole different level like they really are bringing because like close to me is uh it's called magic mountain it's a six flags and it's it's looney okay yeah six flags yeah so it's it's looney tunes themed and there's some warner brothers uh things in there but it's mm-hmm. it's more just like hey here's a ride basically 
And then when you go to Disney and Universal, you're going for an entire experience. Like you're you you're like it's so immersive and so many of the different things that you go into. It is on a whole nother level between those two. So you're and they're both enjoyable right. for totally different reasons. Gosh, that that scary ride though that that's that sounds horrifying. That's so good. They're really they're really into the theming, while stuff like Six Flags are just you get in, you ride the rides, and you go. Right. Um, that I actually have, yeah, Six Flags Great Adventure isn't very far from me, and it's a similar thing. It's got the Looney Tunes and mm -hmm. Batman and some of the Warner Brothers stuff, but uh, this is a good segue. Looney Tunes and Batman almost were in uh, Universal's Islands of Adventure when before they even constructed the park itself. Really? Oh, so that could have been a whole thing. The initial plan for Islands of Adventure was just called Universal's Cartoon World. They wanted to make it more of a... Initially, it was supposed to be a kid's park, but then they uh, aged it up some. You still had, like, stuff that's still there. The Dr. Seuss land, the Toon Lagoon. But you also had a Looney Tune land with... Uh, I believe it was a Wiley e. Coyote roller coaster, uh, Marvin the Martian, like Space Mountain clone, stuff like that. Uh, it says here that there's a boat ride through the Wabbit season, Duck season scene. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, short boat ride. It is so funny though because because of things like I don't know if my girl because like when I was a kid I loved Bugs Bunny because like Space Jam had come out when I was in my my early right. teens and. I, my girls don't know, really don't know the Warner Brothers properties. Um, I mean, of course they know like DC heroes. They love Wonder Woman and Superman, mm -hmm. Batman. They love them, but uh, but like the actual like, I, if I ask them, hey, who's Marvin the Martian? Unless I like actively went and tried to show them a cartoon, they wouldn't know who he was, or or they might know Bugs yeah. Bunny. But I don't think that they would know any of the other ones. Like, honestly, I think Bugs Bunny is the only one. That seems to be the case with a lot of stuff. I think that's why... I think that's the big reason they've got LeBron for Space Jam 2. Uh -huh. To try to reintroduce them. Because, like, they did the new Looney Tunes on HBO Max, and I've heard very few people talk about them, even though they were really well done. Yeah, and, and, like, they were huge in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. Like, it, I would have said, arguably they were bigger than like more recognizable than like Mickey Mouse at that point as and then and right uh, that's so interesting yeah I don't I don't I don't understand it yeah I so Universal Studios man I would have liked a Mount Crumpet because I do remember on the tram ride you do go through Whoville and that could have mm -hmm. gone into it oh man I I always like looking through so I think this kind of ties into that I like looking through websites of the old rides that were actually there yes but then went away so like my the one that i always talk about are the the sky gondolas that used to go through uh the matterhorn oh yeah at disneyland mm -hmm. and uh, i know at disney world they recently added some of the uh some of the hotels you actually can take a sky gondola into uh magic kingdom i don't think it goes through uh, right, because it's not Matterhorn; it's the uh, it's Mount Everest, right, in Disney World. That's in Animal yeah, Kingdom. Animal yeah, Kingdom, but yeah. yeah, the Sky Skyliner is purely like a get on. You go over a river, and then boom, you're at Epcot. Get off. Right. It's more of a means of transportation, <laughs> so that uh, traffic, so that street traffic can be saved for more 
Orlando residents or buses. Right. Yeah. The uh, so what like when we would go to Disneyland, I try and I would tell my girls, like you know, you used to be able to get from one side to the other by Sky Gondola, and they look at me like I just told them that Netflix used to come in the mail. And <laughs> so like, what's up? What's up, Grandpa? And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. Although it depends on the place. Sometimes I don't trust when they have like a sky ride similar to that. I know uh, when I was young, when I was young, my family and I went to Hershey Park in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, absolutely. That place, and... is, that place is great. It smells like chocolate. It's amazing. Oh, it's oh, it's incredible. Yeah. I love it. I went to college near it. Oh um, yeah. But they had a similar sky thing, and I guess it was the way the way I was positioned, like between my parents as a young child or something. But the entire ride, I was just panicking that, like, my shoes were going to fall into the lake and I was going to fall out. Oh, yeah. And I was just not having fun. This wasn't a good tour. Oh, man. What What are... Okay, let's do some, like, rapid fire because I, I don't want to keep you too long because, like, I could ask you gotcha. for hours. Let's do some, like, some of the highlights <laughs> more of the of, of Disney. Like, what are some ones that they, that, that, that they passed on? So the Indiana Jones Adventure ride was supposed to actually have a few rides and make it a whole Indiana Jones land. Ooh, that makes me sad. That makes me so sad. Indiana Jones, they're my favorite movies. So that makes me so sad. The whole big thing was you were going to have the main ride as like the huge building and then off to the side would have been a runaway minecart roller coaster oh, no. that at one point it would have been amazing. One point it would have crossed paths with the Indiana Jones ride. The Jungle Cruise was supposed to go like through the bottom of the building uh -huh. and then you look up and you see the ride going on. It was it was supposed to be this big immersive like cross-sectiony thing and they decided that was too expensive. No, that's that bro, you just made me so sad now cuz like what that, that <laughs> would have Oh no. Oh my heart, my heart is just is just dying right now. That's so sad. That would have been amazing. A minecart ride sounds would have incredible. been incredible. Oh my gosh! Oh, and perfect for the theme, but yeah. So the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Uh huh. Originally, when they were going to build the first one in in Florida, they liked the horror concept, but they weren't exactly sure what they wanted to do with it. Uh -huh. If they wanted to make it pure scary if they want to make it tongue-in-cheek uh two of the ideas they had before were the creature's choice awards which would have been an animatronic <laughs> show hosted by eddie frankenmurphy and it would have been all about giving godzilla a lifetime achievement award but that's funny that's really funny I think that got canned because eddie murphy's people said no and they did some research and went no one wants this <laughs> and then the other one was it would have been a kind of a slow moving dark ride making fun of hollywood movies and it would have been all about monsters making a mel brooks movie and they were going to call it the hotel mel okay that's <laughs> and mel brooks was interested he was going to be a big part of it but they couldn't crack the story apparently it's, it's is it guardians of the galaxy still or is, or is have they moved it back to california is guardians of the galaxy florida is still twilight zone okay i've been on i have not been on it since it was guardians of the galaxy that right that right terrifies me uh yeah me too i'm i did it for the first time when i was 20 something and i was like i hate this I hate this. I can't do this. <laughs> I would be more interested if it was Guardians of the Galaxy, because at least I'm like, oh, these are my space friends who I like, instead of <laughs> <Right>. the 
instead of the Twilight Zone just being scary. Right. And then as I got <laughs> as I got off, my gut reaction was, what's the social commentary on this one? <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> Disney also wanted to, they thought the movie from 2001, I think, Atlantis, oh, yeah. The Lost Empire, mm-hmm. was going to be enormous. So they had so many plans for, like, TV series, sequel movies, and they wanted to bring it into the parks. They were going to, uh, the submarine voyage uh-huh. was, before it got its Nemo retheme, was originally going to be rethemed somehow to Atlantis. Ooh, that would have been cool. Uh, it's, Dang, that, that's a really good All idea. the details on that are really vague, but it would be it would be really cool. And then they were going to do a sequel of sorts to the movie, but as a roller coaster in Magic Kingdom and just call it Fire Mountain. Mm. So you have Space, Splash, Big Thunder, and Fire Mountain. Oh. And it would have been the crazy rich guy wanted to uh, make Atlantis's existence public, so he's offering an expedition to you, the visitor, but then you end up going through the volcano that, I think it covered up Atlantis? Yeah. There's a volcano in the movie. Yeah, I watched it the other night, <laughs> and I don't remember. I, I was a big fan of that movie because yep. it was it was the concept of all the art was done by Mike Mignola who who drew who drew Hellboy which I was a really big fan of that comic. That movie has guts, man. Oh, it's 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 like, a cra- it is hardcore. It's a crazy movie. No, I'm but I get why it wasn't as popular as they thought because like it was like art wise and design wise and story wise there was a lot going on but i could see parents being like hey mm-hmm. what are we watching this movie's bonkers yeah this yeah. this is a little much for my kids right oh my like, girls love it they they they've watched it on repeat a few times but they're also a little older so like it's like and they have me geeking out about it so i yeah it's like a good like 7 to 12 year old movie right but like you go in there when you're like, little as- 4 year old timmy <laughs> like yeah you, you watch the guy get scratched by the crystal right. and turn into this like blue energy demon <laughs> mommy what's immortality what's trying to explain the concept of, of mortality versus immortality would have yeah it's that's yeah that's rough that's brutal <laughs> <laughs> Man, Atlantis, I would have done, I would have totally rid, rode that ride. Ridden, rode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Both of them. I, like, just want to know more. Oh, man. I, and then there's rides that are still there to me that I feel like they could have changed. Like, I, I've never been a fan of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, I've ne- Oh, really? Yeah, never been a fan of it. And I always feel like, I just feel like nobody's, other than people that have ridden the ride, no one even knows about the Wind in the Willows and Mr. Toad's Wild yeah. Ride and things like that. Like, that's not something that people are still, like, into. And I always feel like they do a disservice to certain to certain movies that I think are really good. Like, uh, one of the things, the, the Blue Bayou restaurant, I always feel like they mm-hmm. missed a chance to change it to Tiana's Place um, from, uh, that from, been from great. Princess and the Frog. Which we're huge mm-hmm. fans of that here, and they, they wouldn't have even had to have changed the menu at all. Just call it Tiana's. And just a little bit. Just just a little bit of like scenery and stuff. Exactly, it wouldn't have changed at all. And I, th- yeah, 
I think the main reason Mr. Toad's hasn't changed was because they did change it in Florida. Oh. They turned it in in the 90s. They t- they turned that into the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Okay. And people rioted. Interesting. That's they had interesting. literal. Pr- they had protests in front of the ride before it closed down, saying like "Save Toad." Okay, and well... And there were, like, websites, there were letter-writing campaigns, really? so... I think they're just trying to avoid that again. Uh-huh. They're like, yeah, you know what, too. you still have... Disney's like, you still have one, you weirdos, just keep it at that. <laughs> I, it, you know, I guess in that kind of, like, adventure land... Is that where that's at? No, that's in... What are those it's ones in? in? So, Fantasyland? Uh, they're both in Fantasyland. Right, Fantasyland. Yeah. All those Fantasyland rides where you're going to get uh, Mr. Toad, Peter Pan, Snow White, and all those, I guess those are just pure mm. nostalgia and are not to be touched. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it is. I just, yeah, I always think that... In Florida, they do, they are trying to update things sometimes, but Fantasyland, instead of changing and gutting out things and making new rides, they've basically just done expansions. Uh-huh. So... It just adds a little more. Yeah. Which, it's, it is, it is how it is. They did get rid of the Snow White Scary Adventure ride just for a meet and greet. But not a lot of people were mad about that one for some reason. I, you know, they're just, they're very simple rides. And so, so for mm-hmm. Mr. Toad's, I just like, I watched Wind in the Willows and Mr. Toad. And I guess now with Disney Plus, it's more accessible. But like, until very recently, like those movies and those, sh- uh, those shorts were not accessible to anybody that didn't have them from their grandma taping it off of the yeah, Disney Channel onto VHS. Like those were not those were right. not around. And I just feel like they have such better uh, movies to to go over. Anyway, but yeah, I, I underestimate the love of that. What are some websites that we can go to? Like are there anything that other so that book I would actually really love to read that, but what are some websites that you use to do some of your research? So a good amount of them comes from Wikipedia itself and the Disney Wiki. Okay. Uh, just Googling unbuilt Disney rides and then finding out a lot of those. Uh, WDW News Today, WDWNT.com has an article where it's concept art and descriptions of 64 different never built attractions oh wow okay which is um the orlando park stop website orlandoparkstop.com has a good thing about universal and its cartoon world okay and um theme park history and defunct land the youtube channels they have some stuff about unbuilt things especially the history of epcot they're both really into and they they just have engrossing theme park videos in general. Gosh, that I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be on a deep, deep, deep dive into all of these because uh, I'm excited to hear what you think. We we could I could do a four hour episode just geeking out. Like if we just talked <laughs> about the Indiana Jones ride that never was, and just turned that into a four hour episode, I think I could pull it off and just talk about my love of Indiana <laughs> Jones and how. Like, yeah, I can... this is the world's greatest travesty, that there is not a mind. I can call ride. in sick to work, it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let, let, let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. But, Connor, wow, man. Like, I, I didn't know that there were so many, 
and not just like so many that were just like little like oh we didn't do one like it like oh we didn't have a small meet and greet like no 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 they had entire lands planned out for these things yeah. that, that got that got nixed because like I could see because like when you because we all know like between Disney and Universal Studios there are smaller things just kind of come and go you know they, they're just like a, mm-hmm. a quick ride one of the ones that, right they just have a costume of the Meet the Robinsons people exactly. and then you never see them again yeah and then or like uh, the uh, the parades like uh, we were big fans of the Phineas mm-hmm. and Ferb TV show they had the Phineas and Ferb parade right at California Adventures, and that went away. It's like, that's fine. That was a TV show. It was fun for a while. Like, we get that. But then there were some of these that were going to be, like, big mainstays that didn't get built. And that just, that honestly yeah, it's, it's blows my mind. And it makes your, makes your imagination run wild. That's why I, that's why I'm so into it. Man, well, now I'm into it. And I, and I haven't even gotten, <laughs> I haven't even gone down the deep, the rabbit hole yet. Oh, man. Uh, but this episode may be coming to an end, but the work, the, the good work, is just beginning. Connor's given us a, basically like the blueprints for a great week. And for the response edition of this episode, I'll be spending as much time taking his advice as I can fit in. And I'll report back to you with a with Elise for the second response episode. Now, in the meantime, I hope you'll try his advice and, and go down the rabbit hole, which is very uh, apt for this with with disney yeah too. yeah um so or you could uh if you think you can add more to the conversation with your own expertise you can contact uh me uh you can follow us on twitter or instagram at like two like things that's the number two like two like things you can also leave a message on the like line at 661-279-0130 or you can email us at i like to like things podcast at gmail.com and i'll read or play any of the messages on that response episode too especially if they're positive. Now we like to talk about toxic fandom and how it has no place here. So if you if you have something to add, obviously we want it to be um, you know positive uh, because uh, Connor's here spreading the good word. And uh, I don't think anyone's going to have, I think everyone's just going to have sad that it wasn't there. <laughs> I think that's going to be the main yeah. thing. <laughs> now, if you'd like to be. Yeah, a little, little bit of heartbreak. Yeah, but... <laughs> just heartbreak. It's not going to be negative. It's just going to be sad. Now, if you'd like to be on the show or you have a friend that you think would be perfect, uh, contact me using the same channels. You can also support us via Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash I like the light things where you can join people like Gerald, Galindo, Morgan, Dave, Jay, Paul, Parasak. Tony and others. Now, uh, Connor, where can people find you on social media? So you can follow you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Corndare. That's C O R N D A I R. And you can follow No Highway Option on all your social medias at No Highway Pod. Oh man! But Connor, thank you so much. This was an absolute blast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, this was man. so much fun. Oh, this is a blast, and I I can I. Elise isn't with me right now. She, she, she's, she went to the, to the coast, but uh, I know mm. she is going to absolutely love this one. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear yeah, it. Yeah, she's going to love it. But um, I will see you all next week when the mission is accomplished. And remember, we can make the world a little brighter, a little friendlier, and a little more enjoyable by liking a few more things. 